0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I want to continue this morning with uh, emotional freedom. And this is such an important topic for us because in the days that we live in, there's great fear, there's much worry, you know, there's... Just like a, a spirit of fear that's been released among people, and it's even on the body of Christ, and we've got to make sure we're not of that uh, spirit. God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we have to be aware of our emotions, and your thoughts, what you dwell on, think about, affect your emotions, and your decisions are driven by your emotions. And say so you will make decisions automatically off your emotions. So what we have to do is control our emotions and know that we can uh, harness those things, control them, and make a decision based on what God says. And that's what we want to get to. God wants you to live a worry-free life. He wants you to live, we saw last week, a care-free life. Giving Him all the cares. God wants you to live above the stress and the pressure uh, above frustration and depression you can live a a a life depressed hopeless fearful but that's not god's plan for you god wants you to live that carefree relaxed uh, that that place of of joy it's what he has for us and wants us to uh, to live in but we have to know uh, how to control our emotions those hurt feelings those of, Fences that come, those temper tantrums, uh, anger, uh, bad temper, those things are all part of emotions that have to be controlled, and when I say these things, I'm not talking about you will not have those negative emotions at times, so we are human, but what we want, or the objective is, is that it's quicker and quicker that you get control of those emotions, that it becomes, just for a moment, instead of building a monument, it starts controlling your life, and the next thing you know, you're in trouble. So it's, it's being quicker and quicker that you can take that. Uh, a lot of people will ask me things, and my emotions will be saying something, but I've, I have learned enough wisdom in a few years of doing the wrong things, but, but to go pray. And calm down the emotions. And listen even on good things. And I talked about that some last week. Even on good things. Trying to make things happen. Not relying on God or his timing. So it's, it's wise to get those emotions under control. And you will have those emotions. But you don't have to have a bad day. Ever. According to God's word. Worry as we talked about last week, is a sin. And worry, we found that really is a root of fear, but it's a form of pride. And when we worry, we're being prideful because we're saying, God, you can't handle this. I need to take it. I need to own it. We put ourselves on the throne. So, and it doesn't add to your life. Doctors will tell you it subtracts from your life. And we need to be a people who don't worry. And we all have emotions. So this isn't you know, picking on anyone. We all have emotions. We all deal with worry. We all deal with these areas. You know, you might say, well, I'm a man. I don't have emotions. Oh, yes, you do. I saw you at the football game. There's emotions there. <laughs> There's emotions. We all have it. Maybe your emotion is to escape Rapture me out of here because she wants to talk. <laughs> you have emotions, we all do, and we have to have the wisdom of God to deal with these things. In First Peter chapter five, verse six, um, kind of our key verse for this study. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all of your care upon Him, for He cares for you. And we we broke this down last week, but really, how do you humble yourself? By casting the cares upon Him. That's how you humble yourself. The verse before this says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And those that are humble, He tells us, are those that will cast the cares upon Him. Those things that you feel pressure about, you feel worry about, are those things that tempt you to have negative emotions, those are the things that you cast upon the Lord. And when you do that, it says He will exalt you. He will elevate. He will lift you up in due time. And I, I talked about even with a good thing like my calling, how trying to force things and, and looking to man was getting me off track. It was looking to him and surrendering That really, just putting it in his hands and the whole thing changed. So we need to do things God's way. We need to cast those cares upon him. Now once you get that way, you start doing that, it's wonderful. Because he takes care of it. Smith Wigglesworth had a a huge meeting. He was an evangelist years ago. Those of you not familiar with him, but he had rented this, this hallway and everything, and uh, the man came with the bill for it. And he got his attention, and he said, Smith, here's here's the bill. You need to pay this. And he turned and looked at it and said, what's this for? He said, it's the, the bill for the hall here. He took it and tore it up and said, that's not my problem, that's God's. Now, I don't suggest you do that. <laughs> And he was kind of gruff and, and, and everything. You have to read about him, but um but he he casted the care. That doesn't mean you're irresponsible. For people say, well, I'm casting the care. I don't I care less. I'm not I don't need to work, I'm carefree. <laughs> no, if you attend to the word you do what God says. You still have to be responsible, but the worry and the weight of things You give to Him and let Him take it. So I want us to learn some more today and look at this a little bit more in depth to give you understanding what to do with these emotions and how to deal with it. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38, we see um, a story here. Actually, Jesus and His disciples come to this house. Let's look at verse 38. That happened as they went that He entered a certain village A certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care? My sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Now get the picture here. Here comes Jesus. He has his 12 guys with him. 13 come to Martha's house. They're coming to eat. And Mary is at Jesus' feet listening to what he has to say. He's declaring the kingdom. Tell them what... God has to share what God has to say. And here is Martha. And it says that she is distracted with much serving. She's distracted from Jesus being in the house. And he's declaring or teaching. He's speaking. How many know that when Jesus opened his mouth, that was the word of God? He's speaking the word of God. And here is Martha. And she is distracted. Let me tell you what the word distracted means. Distracted means to draw away, to be mentally confused, to be driven about mentally, to be overoccupied about something. So Martha was being drawn away from something. She was being uh, pulled away, distracted from something. And it caused her to be driven, mentally driven, emotionally driven, drawn away from something. And verse 41 says, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Now, when Jesus says your name, he goes, Bob, Bob. <laughs> he wants your attention. <laughs> and he said, Martha, Martha, look, you're worried about many things. That, that's not what Martha thought. Worried and troubled about many things. Worried is something we talked about a lot last time. But let me uh, just review this little aspect that's the same as that Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 where it says don't worry about anything you know, unless it's something really big. Isn't that what? Don't worry about anything unless it's big. No, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need, thank Him for all He has done, then you will experience what? God's peace. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, he'd say, don't worry, don't be troubled, don't be disturbed, don't be overoccupied, don't be drawn away, don't be distracted, don't be worried about things. Worry is Abnormal for the Christian, for the believer. And when you're in worry, you're actually in pride and saying, God, I've got this, I'll take it. Worried here means to be anxious, full of care, to be troubled with cares. And there's more to that definition. We talked about some more aspects of it last week. Get that message if you did not uh, hear it. Troubled means inward commotion. To be disturbed in your mind. Or to have inward turmoil that steals peace of mind. That's trouble. So worried and troubled about many things. I mean we all know that inward turmoil. That steals our peace. That's, that's what he's talking about here. That's the type thing we're not, we're not equipped to handle that. You're not created to handle that. He wants to take care of that for us. So we have to give it to him. So Jesus is telling Martha, Look, you're worried. You're troubled about many things. And what he's saying, Look, Martha, if this wasn't an issue here, if you weren't worried about this, you'd be worried about something else. And what he's saying, Martha, you have this is your lifestyle. You go from one worry to another, you're disturbed in your your emotions, your mind, and you go from one to another. Like a, a roller coaster. And and Jesus is saying, I don't want you that way. Now, one thing I want you to know, Jesus never said, Martha, it is wrong that you're serving me. He never said that. Believe it or not, I've had some people tell me, Well, Pastor, I'm a Mary. I'm not a Martha, and I'm trying to you know, it was a man I was talking to. I, I thought you were a man, I you know, married <laughs> a little bit of my humor in there, but And he goes, "No, I'm a married. I, I, what I'm talking about, I just sit at Jesus' feet. I don't serve. Well, there's only one problem with that. Faith without works is dead. Now, dead works is, is it's working, trying to get some points with God or obtain righteousness. But the righteous serve because they have been saved. Because they are righteous. And there are live works that we're to do, that you are preordained to do. So, we are to serve Actually, you're to be a Mary and a Martha. But Jesus is making a point here that Martha, you're worried and you're troubled about many things. And you know that Jesus knew when you're a guest in someone's home, what do you do? You want to make them feel welcome. You want to have the place clean. You want to have a good meal. Maybe she was thinking... Boy, Jesus is here. I, I want, I'm going to get my special recipe. I'm going I'm to cook this. And I'm going to get the banana pudding. I'm, man, we're going to have a, a meal. And all of a sudden, all this is going on in her head. And she's thinking, hey, I need help. I need some help. Where's my sister? Where is she? And she peeks in, living room. And there's Mary at the feet of Jesus. Mary. What? Oh. And I can just see her getting frustrated. All this emotion stirring up. Can you imagine she's in there? She's stirring, but she's stirring inside. She's stirring as she's cooking, but she's stirring and cooking on the inside. And she's going, man, my dumb sister Mary, if she get up off her rear end and help me, I wouldn't be going through all this. And you can just. You can, oh, all oh, this is going on inside of a Martha. You can, just, you can just see it, but what does Martha do? Martha goes, and, and let me say this, that her emotions were opening the door for strife. And she didn't even know she was ultimately opening the door to pride. Because there was this weight of worry on her. And she was being drawn away from something. So Martha goes to Jesus to complain about Mary? No. Goes to Jesus to complain about him and Mary. Let's read it. Lord, do you not care? Do you not care about me? Lord, don't you love me? Don't you care about me? Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Warriors are usually complainers. And they they blame others. Or they can easily become victims. They're always pointing the finger. And what they don't realize, they're also pointing to the Lord. They're saying, Lord, you need to do a better job in taking care of me. Don't you care? Where are you, God? Fix this problem for me. Come on, Jesus, fix it for me. All these emotions going on. Notice that Jesus didn't sympathize with her. And say, you have a right to feel this one, Martha. I'd be upset too. If I wasn't Jesus, I'd be back there in the kitchen with you. i say, I have a responsibility. Teach this because it's going to be in the book. It's going to be the Bible. Never mind. He never did. He never did say. Because in the natural we think. Well Mary should be back. How many agree Mary should be given a hand. You know. That's that's our natural thinking. But he he ignores all of that. And goes straight to the root of the problem. Says Martha, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many things. It's not just this. It's many things. You have a lifestyle of worry. And your emotions are controlling you. And I I want you to have better than that. This is the way that Jesus responds to her. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. Isn't it amazing how Jesus just ignores her request, just ignores it completely, he does that so many times in in scripture, somebody asks him a question, he turns around and asks them a question it's really a lot of fun just to watch Jesus and his responses to people and what he's saying Martha, there's worry on you there's a negative emotion and it's weighing, pulling you down, and it's drawing you away from something It's distracting you away from something. And says, Look at your sister Mary. Observe her. She's chosen that thing that's needful. She's chosen that good part. And when you look at good, the the Bible's called good, the word's called good in Scripture. Said, She's chosen it. Can you imagine? You go to the Lord and you're you're saying, you know, my sister or my brother, whoo, Lord, man, it just causes me all kinds of problems. And then the Lord goes, that's not your problem. You're the problem. Imagine how Martha fell. Uh, Jesus uh, goes, <laughs> there's people around. Talk to you in private. Martha's real problem, and this is in your notes, was to allow wrong thoughts to dominate and the trailer. Wrong thoughts. He goes on to tell her how to get out of the emotional draining lifestyle. There's one thing you can do that will deliver you from the emotional roller coaster. That you're on. One thing that you can do that's needful. Now why didn't Jesus just come out and plainly say. You need to do this thing. He said now I want you to look and observe Mary. Because I believe Jesus was telling us. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a one time deal. And Mary had a, a lifestyle. Of coming to the Lord. A lifestyle of casting those worries upon the Lord saying observe the one you think that's the problem is actually doing right watch them and be like them Martha that one thing the part you're missing that will make your life good your sister's chosen it verse 41 Jesus answered her. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. This speaks of a continual thing. It says that you will know the truth and the truth shall hmm, make you free. But then when you look at the whole thing, John 8 verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews who believe, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's abiding. It's a continual thing. You don't just cast your worries upon the Lord one time. You do it continually. Each day, you have to cast them. Those negative emotions, you have to cast them to the Lord and give them to Him. The truth will set your mind free from worry. From pressures. It will set your mind free from from the attacks of the enemy. It's a continual thing. Mary has chosen this in your notes, and in the Greek it's interesting that it means to choose one out of many. To choose one out of many. I mean, though there's many choices. There's many places you can get rid of your worries. The pressures of life. Just get hypnotized or take this pill or whatever. So many, and even back then, and saying, Mary, there were so many different choices for her, but she chose one out of many. And Jesus said she made the one choice, the needed choice, That would set her free. And Mary, her own sister, had chosen that thing that would keep her free from worry and stress and pressure and depression and oppression and guilt and shame and worry and fear, all those things. She chose the one thing that is needful. There's one thing that is beneficial. There's one thing that Amplified says to your advantage. It's to your advantage, it's to your benefit. And God said this. You don't have to go searching. I can save you tons of money. One thing is needful. Well, I just don't believe it. Well, you need to read and study this until you believe what Jesus says. One thing is needful. What did Mary do? Verse 39. She had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. Mary made a choice to not allow life's problems to rule her emotions, but submitted those cares to the Lord. She made a choice. It said she had chosen. You have to choose to do this. But if you'll choose, God will back it up and he'll send his peace. You have to choose it. Sometimes we just want to be angry for a while. God, give me a time out. I'm going to be angry for a while. Then I'll come to you. But God didn't want you to do that because it's hurting you. It hurts you physically. It, it, It hurts you. It takes away. He wants you to recognize it and say, Lord, I recognize this. I'm going to humble myself right now to your lordship. I cast this care. Upon you now. And I thank you for your peace. Your peace. Your peace. You know what will happen? God's peace will come. God's peace. God's grace will come. And then they're going to say, you're in denial. Something's wrong with you. You're just going to say, God's peace. God's peace. That's what God wants. Well, you just don't understand, Pastor... My grandpappy had a bad temper and ang- anger. His dad did, and his. That's just the way we are. No, you're not. The Bible says you're a new creature, a new creation. You're of the bloodline of Jesus now. If you're saying that your bloodline, you're blaming Jesus. Don't blame Jesus. Well, I just don't believe that. That's your problem. You got to get at Jesus' feet until you believe it. There might be some issues of the heart that you have to, God has to process you through. But you need to do it. She made a choice. And now, all these choices, she said one thing is needful. So let me ask you a question. What was Mary, what was Martha being drawn away from? What was she being distracted from? She was being distracted and drawn away from the one thing that would set her free, from the one thing that would lift the burden off of her and elevate and lift her up to where God wants her to be a life carefree and free from oppression, free from worry. And stress, carefree. She was being drawn away. See, let me say this to you. If you're not sitting at Jesus' feet, you're being distracted by the cares of life, or deceitfulness, or riches. Or we talked about the drunkenness. We talked about three things that were drawn away. You can look at last week's. You can be drunk on sports, intoxicated on things. What is it doing? It's drawing you away. It's distracting you from life. His word is spirit and life. You want life. We all want the best. We want God's benefits. We want God's grace. It comes when you're connected. You have a lifestyle. or sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he says, My peace. I will make you free. And says, My my peace will even guard your heart and your mind. My peace will put a guard there. Wow. That's what. So you can you can look at your own life. Are you being drawn away? Are you being distracted? Oh, Pastor, yeah, I'm being drawn away. I'm not spending time at Jesus' feet, but you gotta understand it's football season. Oh, you know, you might just need a root for one, maybe two teams most. But you know in this day and time. You can stay at the <laughs> at the altar of football. You can stay there all day long. You can bow your life to it. And be distracted and pulled away from life. The Bible says you can choose... To lose your life, if you choose to lose your life, you gain life. His life. Or you can choose the low life and lose out on life. Matthew 11, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, humble, lonely in heart. You will find rest, relief, and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. Man, there's an emotional verse there. That's for your emotions right there. Wow. Tranquility, peace, rest. Can you imagine anybody describing their soul and their emotions as I has your emotions today? Oh, it's recreation. How are you today? I'm at rest. Well, I know this. I know you got a a ticket and all that. uh, I'm at rest. Well, something wrong with you. I'm at peace. Yeah, I could care, care less. God is good. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Why do you keep thinking something's wrong with me? I just have peace. Then the next thing you know, Something happens to them and they'll come to you and say, I need some peace. I need to know about this Lord that you serve. I need to know him. Peace for your emotions. Mary chose that good part. We're to choose that good part. Mary chose to dwell and act upon the Word of God. So Martha was being drawn away, being distracted from the Word, from the Bible. That worry was separating her from hearing from Jesus. Jesus was in the house. Jesus was there ministering, teaching. And we have it available to us. He lives inside of us. He's in the house. He's in the temple. Where well, you get at His feet. You know what being at His feet? Is an um, illustration of surrender. Surrender. Look, your opinion is now my opinion. What you say is now what I say. What you think is what I think. Because you're truth. I lay down my opinions, my reasoning, what I think. And I take what you think and your thoughts. And you'll have peace in your emotions. So it says, let me read that uh, Luke twenty-one thirty-four. So take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down, Of carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of life. And that day come upon you unexpectedly. Weighed down. uh, or Overcharged. It's a Greek word which means divide or cut into pieces. And when you're overcharged or you have this worry, these cares. It cuts you into pieces and you're divided. You become double-minded. You're divided. And it's saying that you can get to a place where you're intoxicated on cares and stuff that you can't hear his voice and maybe some emotions rising up within you you want to act on that but it's not him because it's a still small voice but when your emotions are under control you can hear you can hear you're not overcharged you're not weighed down I'm on to stop there. Let me just say this. If you are casting your cares upon the Lord, how do you do that? Or you want to do that? The best way to do it is replace the thought, that negative thought, with what God says. A great way to do it is to say it. To say it out of your mouth. You cannot have two thoughts. Different thoughts. At the same time. So when you learn that on purpose. You can choose another thought. It's just like I could say. Purple giraffe. We're all thinking about a purple giraffe. A green dog comes up to the purple giraffe. See your mind thinks. One thought. At a time. That's the reason we're not God. God thinks loving thoughts towards all people. It's a verse that talks about that. God's pretty awesome. But you can replace that thought. Recognize that this is not good, that I'm angry and upset. And you replace it. Lord, you promised me that you would take this care and you would care for me. I humble myself. So you start giving him those. It gets easier and easier until it can become automatic. I've had it where it's just automatically a scripture came out of me. I wasn't even, it was almost like I wasn't even thinking of it. It just came up out of me. Or I'll hear something on TV uh, or something and just inside of me, not even saying that to my mind will be, no, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. I'm not going to get that sickness or disease. You know, just all What It's just through replacing it with what God says. And what comes is peace. If you, whatever you meditate on and focus on is magnified to you. Well, I don't believe in speaking things. Yeah, you do. You speak, if you're in Word, you're speaking it. You're saying it. Or just say the opposite. Well, I feel funny. Well, just go ahead and feel funny. And say the truth. Agree with God. And he says, when you do, you're being humble. And he will bring his peace and his grace. And it's a process of doing this. But you can get to the point where you don't have to worry. God doesn't want us to worry. He wants us joyful and happy. Amen? Let's bow our heads Father we thank you so much for your word today God we want to be a people Who are full of faith We realize Lord these things Your promises are not automatic We have to release faith To receive those promises And God we just Thank you for power Over our emotions That we can choose to trust you And believe you And have our emotions under control And we don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be depressed, shameful, guilty. We don't have to have those things. Because we humbly submit to your Lordship and we give you those cares. That worry about our children, about our finances, about the job, about the future. All those things. Lord, we just give it to you. We surrender to you. Now, you need to be His. You need to belong to Him. You need to be a part of His family. Now, I'm going to ask you, if if you were before the gates of heaven, why would God let you in? And see, your answer will determine if you get in or not. Let's say, inside, right now, you're thinking, I'm a good person. There's no place in the Bible that says that being a good person will get you to heaven. So well I hope I'm going there's some place in scriptures that says because you hope you're going to heaven that you'll go well I believe in God the devil believes in God but he's not going see if that's your answers you're not going now I want to value you and and, and love you enough to tell you the truth those are your answers you're not going to make it you're going to a place that was made for the enemy and those that follow him Jesus made it very clear in John chapter 3 he said you must be born again what does that mean? it means that you give your whole heart and your whole life to Jesus Christ that's it that's how you get in. You get in because of what Jesus did. And you live for Him. You follow Him. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to make that choice. Maybe you made that choice before in the past, but you haven't been living for God. And you want to get right with Him right now. You can do that. So right now, if that's you, no one looking around, want you to just lift your hand and we'll pray together. And God will do what He said He would do. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Let's pray together. Say, Father, thank You for Jesus Christ who died for me, who went to the cross, took my sin, took my shame, and my guilt. He took it in my place. I thank You for that sacrifice. But I believe That you raised him from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord. And I believe that in my heart. And I'll follow you, Lord, all the days of my life. I give you all my heart and all my life. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.